I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Hoover Dam. So grab your jackhammer. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And we didn't talk about, well, I guess, yeah, this is our first episode of September. Yeah. That makes me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, August yeah. was two days total, one of which was my birthday, uh-huh. and the other of which was the day after my birthday. And now suddenly it's September. <laughs> and now suddenly it's September. But do you know what is in September is my birthday. Is your birthday. You're so your birthday. birthday will also be, it'll be two days. And then suddenly it'll be mm-hmm. October. And then it'll be October. And then suddenly it'll be Halloween. And then suddenly it will be Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Fall is really just a week long. Fall is a single week. Fall is a single week into the, into the you know, Christian, the holiday season into New Year's. Mm-hmm. And then, but then conversely, January through March, eons. 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 84 years since between the death those months. of Christmas. Right. I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that part of the year, but no. I'm Well, very there's nothing much... to look forward to. No, That's no, no. why it's so long. That's why it's so long. I'm very much looking forward to um, my birthday week. I've never celebrated my birthday over the course of a week, but that's so interesting. That's the only so, way I do it. I I think because we've talked about this before. I think because I um, my birthday is usually on or around Labor Day. That like mm-hmm. when school was in session as a kid, mm-hmm. the teachers didn't know about it yet, and so by the yeah. time I got there, they hadn't yet done all of that. Yeah, and then. The, and then we didn't really do – it wasn't a summer birthday, and so we didn't do summer birth. It wasn't in that right. group. Um, and then, yeah, I guess – I don't know. It was just not a thing. But I – but we're doing – I'm. it's a birthday week this time around, and I'm so very excited. Heck, I'm yeah. I'm so very excited. You I'm going to Fire Island the whole for the gosh darn week. Yay! We're going to, I'm going to fire, I mean, my girlfriend's been to Fire Island many a times, but I have never been to Fire Island and I'm so excited and that's what we're doing on my birthday. I love that. It's actually, the beaches are gorgeous. It's like Fire Island to me is such a, an amazing place where there's no cars, right? Or like you Mm -hmm. can't have a car. It's, it's small and like how you get off the boat and it's just people's houses are like right there. And then you walk like 10 feet and there's the the beach. Right. It's, it's really a beautiful place. I'm so glad you're going for the first yeah. time. I can't believe you haven't been. Yeah. I don't know why I've never been. Cause certainly I know people who go. Um, I think it just has always seemed kind of daunting and yeah. Like, I would never go on my own, and the people that I know who go have their groups that they go with. Yeah. And... Are you guys I, staying overnight, or are you just doing a day? No, we're literally just doing a day. We're going to go Great. early, yeah, and just go to the beach, have some food. I'm very excited. I'm very It's going to be so great. <sighs> well, does this drop before or after your birthday? I think this is after my birthday because okay, happy yeah. birthday to Arden! <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is your birthday episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Hoover Dam just the hold Hoover back. Dam, y'all. I mean, mine the was the Berlin Wall Part One, so <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's so funny. We all we all have our special birthday episodes. <laughs> Yours is a full monument, which really does make – I mean, it's more – I guess it's not even – it is a monument, but it's yeah. it's also fully functional. Right. It's a functioning structure. So can we call it a monument? Depends on your definition of monument. But you right. are our monument queen here on the show. Yeah. If I we're doing monuments. a monument episode, it is 100% because Arden has suggested it and not because I <laughs> 
Except for the Alamo. Or the Alamo, I would also well, say. Well, the Alamo, is I like, didn't even say, is it a monument or is it a battlefield? <laughs> it's both. To me, it's to both. me in my mind, it's a monument because, as you all know, I believe it is circular in nature. So yes. I, to me, it's a circular monument. Monument. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because, like, a thing can be something in its first life and then become a monument right throughout history so correct this the hoover dam which is the topic of our of our episode today is a functioning dam yeah that because it has gravitas i would say is also a monument because you can go and see it you can go and see it and And people since look at it the start of her creation people have like made it a a point to go and go look at her even when she was being built yeah yeah so i mean wow we this is one of the best transitions we've ever done into the actual topic of the episode it was really effortless it was really effortless Effortless. yeah shout out to you and me for nailing the transition which we do one out of ten times (laughs) right it took three years but here we are here we are that's called growth y'all welcome to let's get civical Before we jump in, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us so we can keep doing what we do. And now let's get into the sources. Sources. Yes. Sources. Um, So the uh, first source is the National Parks Service. Very helpful. Very helpful. Love the National Park Service. Yes. History.com, as always, we know her, we love her. Of course. And an article by Ian James from AZ Central, Arizona Central. Love. Some little tidbits of information. You know, I'm going to say something that's really crazy. And I, because I want to be open with our listeners. I want to be very transparent. What's that? I have no idea where the Hoover Dam is. <laughs> Do you know I know what, what in, it is. I know what right, she does. Right. I have no idea where she is. <laughs> I, you know what? Until I researched this and now that we've, because we've pushed back recording this episode a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have since forgotten where she is. Oh, I, I did. I did learn. And then, uh, but but my I'm, sense even before I did the research yeah. was just that she's like out in the West somewhere. Yes. I'm thinking, and, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Utah, maybe yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe that area, but I could not, I like couldn't tell you if, if, if I was at playing pub trivia right. and they were like, what state is the Hoover Dam in? I'd be like, you know what? Woo. Yeah. Probably I would guess like Nevada or Utah. Right. And I, I think, I think part of it is, is that maybe it is not in multiple states, but services multiple states. And so that's also sure. like the water from the dam. So that's also why I get confused about where it actually is. Um, and I also know that it's not in any of the states that we just went through on our road trip because we for sure would have gone to see her. So I for know sure. it's not, it's not, you know, the the Dakotas and Wyoming. It's not and, that north. No, yeah. it's west. It's west. Yes. Well, the good news is the first section of this episode is how big and where is she? So we're going to <laughs> figure this out literally right now. So the Hoover Dam is as tall as a 60-story building 
It was the highest dam in the world when it was completed in 1935. An engineering feat. It's the Great Depression and also the Hoover Dam birth. Right. Its base is as thick as two football fields are long. We love a sports analogy. Great. Each spillway, designed to let floodwaters pass without harming the dam itself, can handle the volume of water that flows over Niagara Falls. She's massive. She's she massive. Come at her. She's strong. She's strong. Very strong. The amount of concrete used in building it was enough to pave a road stretching from San Francisco to New York City. That's so long. It's so it's many miles. It's a lot of concrete, honey. It's a lot of concrete. It's a I lot mean, of concrete. Thank God, because that would be a lot of water rushing through a broken concrete barrier. I know. That'd be well, it reminds me of, have you seen Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? Uh, no. I mean, I probably it's seen so parts upsetting. of it and probably a while ago, but I, yeah, I'm not going to know the reference of which you speak. Okay. Well, for our I listeners know. who have <laughs> joy in their life, it reminds me of a scene in Lord of the Rings towards the end of Two Towers <laughs> when the the trees, Treebeard and Merry um, and Pippin are fighting Saruman at Isengard and they break down the dam and they release the river and flood Isengard. Spoilers. Oh, yes. It's, it sounds... it's a great. What's you know what you should do for for your birthday for me? What the only gift I can give you is watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy in one day, and 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 finally joining Ooh, me. I in, feel to like, a journey to Middle Earth. I feel like this is a thing that should happen. A because I just should watch them, and I've I might yeah. have seen one or I've seen parts of them for sure. You need to have the whole story. From start we to finish. Were, from start it to finish. is a good, if we get, and we probably will at some point, a blizzard day or like a, an Ooh. inclement weather day where basically the city of New York is like, if you go outside, you'll die. You know, one right, of those fun right. days. Yeah, I love It's those. a great one. It's a great thing for one of those days because you're just- nice. You have the whole- You have nothing to do. The whole day. Like, what right. am I going to do? Right. You'll watch all three Lord of the Rings films. So all that to say, we still haven't figured out where the Hoover Dam is. So shall we continue? No. <laughs> I think we've made it to note four. <laughs> yes. So uh, going back to the notes, she's big. She's large and in charge because she had to be big. So it, the reason why was because the Hoover Dam held back what was then and still is the largest man-made lake in the United States. The amount of water in the lake, when full, could cover the whole state of Connecticut 10 feet deep which is a lot of water. That's a lot of water. Only a huge dam could stand up to the pressure of so much water. Building such a mammoth structure presented unprecedented challenges to the engineers of the Borough of Reclamation. I know. Okay. I what is she? Because he, here's the thing. I heard about this bureau and I was like, for sure this is defunct. For sure it's a this whole, is. It's still happening, isn't it? It's still happening. Hell she yeah. She still is around. And Heck yeah. It's all about, like, lakes and waters. And, yeah. yeah, which I guess makes sense for the for the Hoover Dam. But I also was like, where? What? How have I never heard of you? Why do you not have your emblems on things? Like, I've been to, to federal waterways and lakes. Where are you? Yeah. 
I am so thrilled. Houston, if you're listening, please put the Bureau of Reclamation on our list. On the list. On the list. It stretched the abilities of its builders to the limits, and it claimed the lives of 96 of the 21,000 men who worked on it. I mean, yeah, this is this is a wild structure. Yeah. And finally, in the early 20th century, the Bureau of Reclamation devised plans for a massive dam on the Arizona-Nevada border to tame the Colorado River and provide water and hydroelectric power for the developing Southwest. So I wasn't, I wasn't too far off. No, no. But I didn't, I didn't realize it was on a border. Like I thought it was in like a center of a state. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, that makes sense. I guess I figured that it maybe was a border because rivers tend to be the borders of states. I couldn't tell you a single thing about a river. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't uh, – w- rivers tend to be water. Like, that's what <laughs> – I can't tell you trends of rivers. They do. That's they not do in tend. my house. It's <laughs> not there. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They tend to be full of water. Of uh, water. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's talk about building the dam. Let's. So as the Great Depression unfolded – Hopeful laborers descended on Las Vegas and set up camp in the surrounding desert for the chance to work on the project. People are starving and they're like, yeah. I'm going to go west to yeah. Vegas. I mean, for what and, it's worth, like, yeah. this is a huge job creation yes. project. Yes. Yeah. Tw- what did they say? 21,000 people? 21,000. That's so many people. It's a lot of, lot of men. It's a lot of men. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Those who were hired eventually moved to Boulder City, a community specifically built six miles from the work site to house its employees. Meanwhile, the U.S. government set about finding a contractor to build the proposed 60-story arch dam. They're like, great, so yes, come live here. This is the city we're going to build for you to live in. Who can do this? Anybody? There anybody? <laughs> Any anybody have an idea? We just we just threw spaghetti it's at the wall. It's 60 stories, and... give or take. <laughs> give or take. We're just we're just trying something out here. The contract was awarded in March of 1931 to six companies, a group of construction firms that had pooled its resources to meet the steep $5 million performance bond. Like, hell yeah. There's a lot yeah. of shit that could go wrong with this. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of shit. Construction began in 1931. Americans began coming began coming to see the big dam long before it was completed four years later. So they're just like going to look at a construction site. I love it. Most had to travel many miles at the end through a hostile desert to reach this location on the border between Nevada and Arizona. The builders soon constructed an observation platform on the canyon rim to keep the tourists away from the construction site. Mm-hmm. What is this, Phil? What's this? What's that? I think it's... Put that over there. People are annoying. People, yeah. People are... And they still are. are. That's the one thing. We've never not been annoying. No. No. We think we... we, It's all our business. It's all our business. The first difficult step of construction involved blasting the canyon walls to create four diversion tunnels for the water. Sure. She gotta go somewhere. She's got to go somewhere. She's got to go somewhere because we know, if we know one thing, we know that a river is water. She flows. She flows. Facing strict time deadlines, workers toiled in 100 degree, uh, in 140 degree tunnels, choked with carbon monoxide and dust. <laughs> Conditions that prompted a six day strike in August of 1931. Fuck sure. yeah. Sure. Yes. <laughs> hundred. I mean, you can't, ha- it can't be both 140 no. degrees and carbon monoxide like you one or the other one or the other one or the other literally you're just gonna step in there and die you're gonna drop when two of the tunnels were complete the excavated rock was used to form a temporary coffer dam that that successfully rechanneled the river's path in november of 1932 right because you gotta like you gotta dam it before it gets to the big dam Mm -hmm. because the water can't you can't work on the big dam if there's water. If there's water. <laughs> yeah. It's so Fair. smart. It's so smart. Fair. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a little dam to have big, big dam. Mm-hmm. The second step involved the clearing of the walls that would contain the dam. Suspended from heights of up to 800 feet above the canyon floor, high scalers wielded 44-pound jackhammers <laughs> and metal poles to knock loose material which was obviously a treacherous task that resulted in casualties from falling workers' equipment and rocks. Duh! 
This is one of those structures that I feel like could have only been built in the 1930s because yes. to to do it requires insanity. I mean, maybe maybe today we could get it done without anybody dying, but I would say that is only recently that I think right. we could have pulled this off. It was like you back had to then, be willing for people to die in order to get a structure like this built. Right, right. Because like it's you had insane. To be, you had to be willing to sacrifice lives or wait 60 years and right. <laughs> We don't have 60 years. We don't have 60 years. Meanwhile, the dried riverbed allowed for construction to begin on the power plant, four intake towers, and the dam itself. Cement was mixed on site and hoisted across the canyon on one of five 20-ton cableways. A fresh bucket capable of reaching crews below every 78 seconds. It's a, it's a very advanced operation. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Offsetting the heat generated by cooling concrete, nearly 600 miles of pipe loops were embedded to circulate water through the poured blocks with workers continually spraying the concrete to keep it moist. (laughs) (laughs) Like, cool the concrete. No, no, not us. Not us. The concrete. The concrete. The concrete. The concrete. Please, please, please. I love that as as they build this thing, they have to also build other engineering feats to to solve problems that they're facing they're like okay well this keeps drying well let's engineer something else to cool this and then we have to engineer something to deal with that and and right right (laughs) as the dam rose block by block from the canyon floor the visual renderings of architect gordon kaufman took form electing to emphasize the imposing mass of the structure Kaufman kept the smooth, curved face free of adornment. With the body of water that would become Lake Mead already beginning to swell behind the dam, the final block of concrete was poured and topped off at 726 feet above the canyon floor in 1935. On September 30th of that year, a crowd of 20,000 people watched President Franklin Delano Roosevelt commemorate the magnificent structure's completion. They got this done pretty quickly, all things considered. They literally got I, it in four years. Four years. Four years. Four years. It's taken, it's, taken that, it's taking at least that long for them to just talk about building like, a, what, an extra tunnel between New York and New Jersey? I mean, uh, there has been work on Flatbush Avenue doing <laughs> God knows what <laughs> for at least two and a half. So we're we're approaching right. the Hoover Dam years. Right, right, right. Oh, it's yeah. Insane. It's sa- same on Ninth Avenue. It's like, I, I don't understand. What are we doing? It's a completely new road. What are we doing? What are we doing? Where is it going? Why is this taking 10 years? Why is it taking 10 years? They built the Hoover Dam in four. In four. Four. So let's talk about why was she built? Why? I think it's a valid question. This is a huge operation. We didn't just do it for fun. Right. So at the turn of the 20th century, farmers sought to divert the Colorado River to budding southwestern communities with a series of canals. When the Colorado broke through the canals in 1905, creating the inland Salton Sea, the job of controlling the raging river fell to the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. Could you imagine getting that email? (laughs) 
Okay. The river <laughs> broke through the canals. Please find a way Do to rectify the situation. <laughs> the river, the and river broke through. Broke through. Internal memo. Take note. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, it's to telegraph. <laughs> That's great. It was good. I got you. Thank you. I, that was good. Thank that you. Was good Very funny. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you just said. <laughs> Probably goat's milk <laughs> shoes today. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. I'm very funny. You're very funny. Bureau Director Arthur Powell Davis in 1922 outlined a plan before Congress for a multi-purpose dam in Black Canyon located on the Arizona-Nevada border. Named the Boulder Canyon Project after the original proposed site, the dam would not only control flooding and irrigation, it would generate and sell hydroelectric power to recoup its costs. Amazing. They're like, this is massive. It will be expensive, but don't worry. We're going to make revenue out of it. Right. Still, the proposed $165 million price tag concerned some lawmakers. I mean, yeah, that's like a $2 trillion now or something. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of dollars. While representative of six of the seven states in the river drainage area, which were Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada, worried that the water would primarily go to California. Secretary of Commerce Hubert Hoover brokered the 1922 Colorado River Compact to divide the water proportionally among the seven states, but the legal wrangling continued until outgoing President Calvin Coolidge authorized the Boulder Canyon Project in December 1928. Yeah, but that's that's the Hoover Dam. She's still there. She's still there. And Lake Mead is the one that's drying up and we're discovering all of the bodies. Aerie? That's a thing? Lake Mead? Oh my god, yes. Like, Google Lake Mead, it's drying out, and so there's just, like, dead bodies popping off all over the place. And, like, boats and tank things, yeah. Wow. In honor of the new president's contributions, Secretary of the Interior Ray Wilbur announced that the structure would be called Hoover Dam at a 1930 dedication ceremony, though the name didn't become official until 1947. Well, sure, we had some shit to deal with. Renaming the lots going on, the Depression, World Into Wars One war. and Two, yeah, lots, lots yeah. going on. Yeah, the war ends, and we're like, okay, what do we still have to do? Oh my god, <laughs> the Hoover Dam. Wow, oh, sorry, forgot oh, about this sign. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Official done. Official? What other paperwork Great. do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it done. Hoover Dam did and continues to do all of the things its supporters hoped it would do. It protects Southern California and Arizona from the disastrous floods for which the Colorado had been famous. It provides water, it provides water to irrigate farm fields, and it supplies water and power to Los Angeles and other rapidly growing cities and or just large cities in the Southwest. But the dam also had an entirely unexpected result, one that began while it was still under construction. For millions of people in the 1930s, including those who had never visited, the Hoover Dam came to symbolize what American industry and American workers could do, even in the depths of the Great Depression. In the early 21st century, almost a million people still come to visit the huge dam every year. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the land version of the space race. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's huge. 
Yeah. It's a huge dam. Like, honestly, when I think, when I see pictures of the Hoover Dam and I think if I ever were to go see it, it actually would make me nauseous because it's so, it's like, it would give me like that afraid of heights feeling because it's so, it's so imposing in a way where I'm just like, this thing is on another level. Another level. It sort of blows other dams out of the water. Which is funny because that's not the purpose of a dam. (laughs) It's not the purpose of the dam. It's not the purpose of the dam. (laughs) All right, let's finish up by talking about present day Hoover Dam. How is she doing? How's she now? What's up? The dam was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1985 and one of America's seven modern civil engineering wonders in 1994. Ooh, I want to do an episode on the seven modern civil engineering wonders. That's an excellent idea. That's a fun. Okay, Houston, (laughs) put this at the top of the list. (laughs) This seems to be for one of our like festive ones where we like, you know. Yes, yes. It's like the day, it's like the one before Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, you know, what do we do? Yes, yes, This is fun. This is fun. Yeah. It receives some 7 million visitors annually while Lake Mead, the world's largest reservoir, hosts another 10 million as a popular recreation area and apparently gravesite the dead. <laughs> yep. The effects of years of severe drought and temperatures pushed by higher climate change are strikingly visible along Lake Mead's retreating shorelines near Las Vegas where the growing quote bathtub ring end quote of whitish minerals coats the rocky desert slopes. Yeah, you should so we should drain She's draining. We should do put like a picture. It's it will be very obvious. Yeah, what this sure. looks like because it's like dirt colored rocks and then just white, white. Yeah. Since the year two thousand, the water level in the reservoir, which is the largest in the country, has dropped about a hundred and forty feet. Lake Mead is now just thirty seven percent full. Headed for a first ever official shortage and sinking towards its lowest level since it was filled. One of the driest 22-year periods in centuries is colliding with the river's chronic overuse. As the reservoir falls towards record lows, its decline threatens the water supplies of cities and farmlands and reveals how the system of managing water in the desert southwest faces growing risks. Y'all, climate change is real. I don't know what yep. to say. Yeah. It's it's one of those conversations that I'm just, I'm like ex- exhausted if if you don't agree. Right. I'm like, what? Yeah. Look at the lakes. <laughs> Where's the water going? Right. If not into the air because of the heat. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I just, if, I, yes. And eventually I feel like it will be, one of those like people who deny that there is climate change or like it just it, it makes me sad but then also just makes me kind of laugh and throw up my hands because I can just see some of those people like living on their shoreline houses where there mm. is no more water or the water is coming right. in so like so far inland that their house is about to be swept away do you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. they're sitting on the edge of the apocalypse denying that it's happening yeah it's like this is this is just the hurricanes happen. Right. Arden. Right. And and sure, yeah, they're more now. But that's normal. That's normal. 
That's normal. No, y'all. The weather gets normal. cold. The weather gets cold. It gets cold. Well, and so, it's like then there's one unse- unseasonably cold day in the summer and they're like, okay, climate change. And it's right, like, right, right. okay. <laughs> climate and weather are different. <laughs> right. If I can impart anything on anybody, climate and weather are different. Different. They're yep. different things. Different yep. strokes for different folks. But all that to say, that is our episode on the Hoover Dam. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you visit her at some point in your life. I hope to visit her at some point in my life. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.